It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench jockey with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast, your daily source of Cincinnati Reds content. My name is Jeff Carr. Thanks for downloading and listening to today's podcast. Today we're going to recap the spring training game between the Reds and the Seattle Mariners that happened on Monday, and we'll also look at some other news and notes. But first, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out online at LockedOnReds.com. Got a lot of content going up. Two articles went up yesterday by both Taj Simmons and Clay Snowden. Taj Simmons kind of had a memorial for Frank Robinson. And Clay Snowden looked at the Alfredo Simon trade and how he believes that is the biggest impact on the Reds' rebuild that they've been going through the past few years. So check those out on the website and more up there. A lot of good content. Also check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Let's get right into it. The Reds, over the weekend, had some nice offense and actually had some decent pitching too. Now, each one of these games, you've got pitchers going one inning, maybe one and a third, one and two thirds. They're just starting to warm everybody up, get them some reps, and then get them back in the bullpen and back in the dugout and get some rest. So you're not seeing a whole lot of guys really build momentum. What we did see on Monday, we did not see over the weekend, and that was a lot of walks. Ten. 10 walks issued by Reds pitching against the Mariners. And Alex Wood began the game by leading off, you know, with a walk to shed long, ironically. And that kind of set the tone. Reds pitchers sort of danced around the strike zone all day, didn't really ever get a rhythm when it came to command. The best pitching performance came from Wandy Peralta, Ironically, he came in the fourth and pitched a perfect inning with two strikeouts. 
So maybe he regains a little bit of form. Who knows? You know, obviously that is just his first appearance of spring training. So we'll see what more Wandy Peralta can give us. But as for Alex Wood starting, he gave up three earned runs in his first inning. A two-run home run off the bat of Domingo Santana gave him two of the three runs. And then Michael Lorenzen came in the third inning and gave up two earned runs. And he also gave up a walk and a homer. That home run coming off the bat of Kyle Lewis, who is a top, you know, it's a top prospect in the Seattle organization. He actually went to Mercer University. I got to see him play a little bit his first couple of years in college. And then also, you know, a run given up by Odrismer Despagne. Kieri Mella came in in the eighth and gave up four runs. And then Aaron Fasas came in in the ninth, and I probably just butchered that name, for the Reds and gave up the final run to the Mariners as Seattle won 11-3. So the Reds got a little bit of their own medicine on Monday from what they did over the weekend to the Indians. Not really the Indians, mostly the Angels, but you know they scored 17 runs on Saturday and Sunday. They only scored three today. Now, one of those runs came off the bat of Kyle Farmer. He had an RBI double in the second inning. My dude, Phil Irvin, hit a home run off the batter's eye, actually, in straightaway center field in the fourth inning. It was a big, towering shot. Nice to see there. And the Reds' third run came whenever Chris O'Kee crossed home plate on a double play grounder by Phil Irvin. That was actually back in the second inning as well. So the Reds scored two in the second and one in the fourth, and that was the extent of their offense in the game. You know, not, and like I said, you know, all analysis of games, especially in spring training this early, is over analysis, but not a ton of great positives to come. There's a few things, like there was a nice, battle of an at-bat by Yasiel Puig early on. I believe it was in the third inning. He saw, felt like a million pitches. He went down one, two, you know, one ball, two strikes very quickly, fouled off everything from that point on and actually drew a walk. And during that at-bat, Nick Senzel, who had reached first, beating out a double play grounder just the couple at-bats before, he ended up stealing second base. He was the only red stolen base of the game, but it looked very good. I mean, his speed was on display, like I said, beating out that grounder into a double play and then also making a few plays. I mean, nothing crazy in center field. Both plays that he made were routine, but hey, you got to make the routine plays just as much as you make the highlight reel plays. So it was good to see him settling into a groove there in center. We hope that he builds on this and just continues to grab a hold of the center field job and doesn't let go as we get into the season. But like I mentioned, the the concern was the pitching and not just because of the runs given up or the hits. I mean, that's going to happen. Seattle had 10 hits on the day, but for as many hits as they had, they had walks. The Reds gave up 10 walks on the day. In fact, Wandy Peralta was the only Reds pitcher to not allow a walk. Everyone else allowed at least one. Tyler Malley came in the second, gave up two walks and a hit. He did manage to pitch a scoreless second as he had two strikeouts and a pop fly out. And then 
that was the only other pitcher. Oh, no, I take it back. Tony Santion came in the seventh inning. He had a scoreless inning, but he also allowed a walk as well and a hit. So, you know, guys are still getting warmed up, getting the rust off. But you definitely want to see that control return. Over the weekend, we saw a decent amount of control from Reds pitching. We hope that is a thing that continues and not what happened on Monday. So that's your recap for the third spring training game of the season. The Reds suffered their first loss. So in the first three games of spring training, they've gotten three different decisions, a tie, a win, and a loss. They're spreading the wealth around. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with some news and notes here on the Locked On Reds podcast. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast on this Tuesday. My name is Jeff Carr. Not a whole lot of news to speak of with the Reds. There was the matter of Tucker Barnhart. He was supposed to start the game on Monday, and he was scratched from the lineup, a late scratch. It was listed as personal reasons, and then after the game it was found out that his wife had to be rushed to the hospital for some kidney stone issues, so, you know, all the best hopes from the Lockdown Reds podcast, the Barnhart family. Hoping everything's good there. But the good news is it's nothing to do with injury. It's nothing um, health-related of Tucker. He's going to be fine, and they said that he'll be back in the lineup shortly. And then also, speaking of health, Sonny Gray threw not on the mound. He was just throwing on the flat ground today. They're warming him up to a bullpen session. David Bell said that, they would need to get a live batting practice session in before they could think about scheduling him for an inning or two in a game. But it does sound like he's progressing, he's throwing, and there's no reports of discomfort in his elbow there. So that's good to hear as well. And then just some notes notes and observations and stuff from the game that didn't necessarily need to fall within the recap. It was funny to see and then... In the post game, they talked to Joey about it. In the first inning, his first at bat against Seattle Mariners starter Yusei Kikuchi. Kikuchi is a Japanese pitcher who was highly coveted by a number of Major League Baseball teams this offseason as they tried to court him and sign him, and ultimately the Mariners ended up grabbing him. And Kikuchi, according to Vado in these post game interviews, has a very good curveball. In fact, Avado he he listed two guys specifically. He said that Hyunjin Ryu in L.A. as well as Clayton Kershaw have nasty curveballs, and he put Kikuchi's curveball up there with those guys 
as you know, you can check out some highlight video. I think there might be something of that because it was a big deal. There was a Japanese contingent on hand to report the game for Kikuchi's first spring training start. It was a big deal over there in Japan that, you know, his first at bat again, or, you know, his first chance to face a hitter of Joey Votto's caliber, he struck Joey out on that curveball. And it was one of those where, and it was talked about on Twitter a little bit that, Every so often, Joey has these swings where it's just, it's very obvious that the pitcher gets the best of him. You know, we, we like to think of Joey as this superhero who never strikes out and, you know, he never swings at a bad pitch and stuff like that. But there are some times, every so often, very rarely, where he will take a bad swing. And this was one of those cases. But as we know, as any Reds fan knows over the last you know, five years of Joey Votto's career, spring training and even, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, he's just seeing pitches. He's just taking them in and getting ready for the season at hand. So it's nothing to worry about on his end, but it was interesting to see and, you know, funny to see, you know, uh, his praise of Kikuchi's curveball as he's just coming over to the major leagues. Then also, it kind of swept social media as well. With that long at bat that Yasiel Puig had, I mentioned that he worked a walk after fouling off about 20 pitches. I don't think it was that many, but he fouled off close to a dozen. <laughs> His antics, as some would say, were on display. And even on the radio broadcast that I was listening to, Marty and the Cowboy were breaking down kind of what he does and there's times whenever he will foul off a ball. Directly after fouling off the ball, he sniffs his bat. You know, and I'd like to ask him exactly why. I don't know that there is a rhyme or reason to it. That's just Yasiel Puig. He loves playing the game. But it kind of looks funny on TV, and people were going crazy about that. And then there's also other times, you know, if he – swings and misses at a pitch or something like that he might even lick his bat you know I think he's just trying to warm it up get it ready to go but I'm telling you what I, I, I'm just so happy that he is a red I'm going to get a huge kick out of watching him play this year and just like I mean if his antics in a spring training game that nobody cares about at 305 on a Monday afternoon can go viral you just wait until they play the Cardinals on a Saturday evening and it's on ESPN or something I it's it's going to be a fun year with Yasiel Puig in a Reds uniform one last interesting note to look at from Monday's game was Kyle Farmer he came in he came over to the Reds from the Dodgers in that momentous trade that brought Puig, Kemp, and Wood. And he was the fourth guy and really the, you know, I mean, this is not a slight to him, but honestly the least interesting dude in the trade coming from the Dodgers. And he actually presents versatility and an interesting option for the Reds should they, you know, maybe have a little bit of wavering when it comes to deciding who's on the opening day bench. Because he usually plays catcher, 
He can play the corner infield, but today he actually started at shortstop. And reports have been that during spring training, he's been working with Barry Larkin quite a bit at playing defensively at shortstop. And Barry Larkin really likes his footing, according to Mark Sheldon, and so does David Bell. They think that he's got great footwork when he plays shortstop, despite being a dude who normally profiles as a catcher or a corner infield type player. So that was kind of cool to see. He he really didn't have any glaring issues playing shortstop. And in fact, had a nice little day at the plate as well. So it was fun to see him succeed in a situation where, you know, you don't hear about too many catchers playing shortstop. And spring training is like that. You know, it's that's the fun part about these games is that you get to see some players who are just trying to make the team, and they might be playing positions that are a little bit out of the ordinary. They're trying to show their flexibility and their ability to just do whatever the manager needs them to do. And that is the biggest ability really when it comes to a dude who's just trying to make the bench you know he can't come up to the manager and say these are the positions I play and expect to make a team in which he is considered a fringe player so look for Kyle look for Kyle Farmer to be in the discussion for the bench on opening day he's definitely a fringe dude when it comes to the bench especially with the signing of Jose Iglesias and the fact that guys like Derek Dietrich and obviously Kirk Casale would be on the roster probably as well. So who knows? He might start the year in AAA. We'll see how that all plays out. But it was kind of cool to see him playing a different position than you would normally imagine a catcher, you know, as a secondary position. But that's going to be it for today on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. I appreciate you downloading and listening to the podcast. Hopefully it's a nice daily morsel of Reds information to get you going and on your way. Tomorrow we'll have more analysis from the Tuesday game of the Reds spring training as they take on the San Francisco Giants in Goodyear. We have Brandon Finnegan towing the rubber in the first inning for the Reds opposed by Derek Rodriguez of the Giants. Rodriguez really had a renaissance last year for them, and I believe this will be his first outing for the Giants of the spring training in 2019. So it'll be fun to listen to and watch and all that good stuff. You've listened to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and look us up at LockdownReds.com. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.